0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network Thanks for listening to AFR. I am Tim Wellman, as the announcer just told you, and Fred Jackson's in studio. Good morning, Fred. Great to be here. In studio with me. And uh, Chris Woodward, our newsman. Good morning. Uh, We thank you for listening, everybody. If you want to join us on Facebook or YouTube for our live video stream, you can uh, just type in today's issues, and we broadcast there on youtube and facebook and we also post the stories that we discuss on our facebook page so that you can have access to them yourself um so there you go take advantage of that good morning fellas good good morning the sun is shining out there so a good day yeah springtime is on the way
2: it is it is is.
1: did you see where major league baseball is having a Will they have a lockout, mm-hmm. Chris?
2: Oh, yeah. It's been a lockout. They actually have a Major League Baseball has given the Players Union a deadline of today to agree with them on some uh, contract contractual things. Uh, otherwise, we're going to see so a,
1: a further delay. So, we got millionaires arguing with billionaires.
2: We do. <laughs> you pay me more. No, you take it's less. It's America, of, isn't you know. it? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Life is tough for these guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Millionaires arguing with billionaires. About a little boy's game,
2: right? Yeah. And for the younger people in our audience right now, this happened uh, way back in the in the olden days in yeah. 1994. Uh, so much uh, so that it actually caused the '95 season to be shorter in terms of games.
1: I remember that. Uh, all right. So anyway they'll they'll probably get it, they'll probably get it all worked out sooner. They need or to pay for high gas prices sooner. <laughs> <the guy> went, <laughs> sooner or later, I need,
2: to, I need to step up to the plate here. <laughs>
1: I like that baseball metaphor. I, I tried right there you did yeah. I don't you just that just came naturally. I learned by watching you. Right there. Well uh the I, PSA I, 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 you know, I'm not gonna be falsely humble about my use of <laughs> metaphors. They do flow naturally. And huh? Flow naturally. Well, I was just born with it. Here you go. I guess it's a what gift. What a segue. It's the popcorn. It's a gift. Base, popcorn and baseball. popcorn helps. <clears throat> All right, Chris, uh, tell us what's wrong with the world. Well, uh,
2: one of the things, uh, well, gas prices is pretty much the topic uh, in everybody's household right now. Yeah. And well, uh, based on an announcement that we expect uh, later this morning from President Joe Biden, it may actually get worse before it gets better. Uh-huh. In a story you can read at AFN.net, um, it quotes an associated press source as saying that President Biden is going to announce a ban On Russian oil imports to the US over the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine this is something the administration has been hammered on in uh, the last few days because remember it was just a few days ago that Fox News reporter Jackie Heinrich uh, approached White House Press Secretary uh, Jen Psaki saying hey you know aren't we financing Russia's war machine by buying some of their oil and Psaki made the outlandish comment that only about 10% of the foreign oil we get comes from Russia Uh, But since that time, critics of the White House have said, look, you've got to do harder sanctions than what you're doing. And even President Zelensky over there in Ukraine has asked for the U.S. and other uh, Western European nations to uh, not get Russian oil to try to hit them financially.
3: Mm. Fred? Well, uh, you know, the, yeah, Biden is going to make this announcement. So he can do this by himself, can he? It appears so. Yes, he has the executive powers, but. The devil is in the details, and probably uh, he won't take questions from reporters because some reporters like Peter Ducey of Fox News were, are likely to ask him, Okay, uh, you're doing this, but we have since learned and are learning from other sources that in order for the United States to do this, to allow Biden to announce today that we're going to stop importing oil from Russia— that he has made some deals with the devil. And uh, among other things, we have apparently given up a terrorist who is being held in Gitmo. We're giving him back to Saudi Arabia in order to get some gas. There are reports in order to get some oil and gas from Iran that were basically the Biden administration. Iran. From Iran. Yes, That's I worse said, than Russia. I yeah. said Iran.
1: Or as bad. I should say
3: what has happened is that uh, Biden's people in the midst of this Ukrainian attack against Ukraine has been (laughs) meeting with the Russians meeting with the Iranians and a deal has been worked out that basically we will get oil and gas from Iran in exchange for giving Iran back the deal that Biden Obama made with Iran remember back when Obama was in office. Yeah. Basically, we're going to lift the sanctions against Iran, which President, mm. former President Donald Trump uh, warned us would allow Iran in no time at all to develop nuclear weapons.
1: Where, where are you getting this info, Fred?
3: This is coming from multiple sources. Okay. And and even yesterday, and, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, during a news conference at the White House with Jen Psaki, mm. This kind of entered into the discussion because Peter Doocy, uh one of the few honest reporters out there, saying, OK, why don't we just open up American energy sources instead of making deals with everybody else? Right.
2: We do actually have that audio here. Uh, this is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki and Fox's Peter Ducey sparring over gas prices. Clip five.
4: The con- let me finish. To the con- let me finish.
0: An executive order
5: his Peter, first week that I'm... halted new oil and Le- gas. Let me design.
4: let me give you let me give you the facts here, and I know that can be inconvenient, but I think they're important in this moment. To the contrary, we have uh, the, we have been clear that in the short term, supply must keep up with the demand. Where we are, and here and around the world, will we make the shift to a secure, clear, clean energy future, we are one of the largest producers with a strong domestic oil and gas industry. We have actually produced more oil. It is at record numbers and we will continue to produce more oil. There are 9000 approved drilling permits that are not being used. So the suggestion that we are not la- allowing companies to drill is inaccurate. The suggestion that that is what is hindering or preventing gas prices to come down is inaccurate.
3: Lots we'll to take in there. With respect, she's inaccurate. Yeah. And that takes a lot of respect on that. I think she knows what she's saying is not true.
2: Yeah, and even oil company executives have uh, spoken out against this. I've got that audio as well.
1: Well, if listen. you want to play it. Okay. You, we're getting into some territory that I don't know squat about. But I'm going to talk anyway. Because if I don't talk, we don't have a program <laughs> here. Well, I guess you guys could talk. No, I do know some about mm-hmm. it. Uh, number one, uh, it is the right thing to do for President Biden to make this uh, decision for our country. Mm -hmm. So I commend him for doing it, albeit a belated response, Mm. okay? Now, I will say this, uh, far be it for me to be a a President Biden apologist here. Some of these things that that are happening that you're talking about doing, you don't turn a spigot off overnight. (laughs) You're talking about international oil delivery. Yeah. Okay, and it's been ten days since the war started, right? Eleven, twelve. It's
2: going on two weeks. Yeah, two two
1: weeks. Okay, so now some would argue, well, we never should have been getting oil from Russia in the first place. Okay, fine. I'll listen. Uh, that's, but we weren't talking about that before the war, hmm. right? Uh, I mean, I don't remember any conversation about it. I don't think it was on the American uh, public's mind. Right. Now it is because we see what's happened in in the. Uh, in the Ukraine with, with Putin's invasion and the brutality of it. So uh, I will say Biden's doing the right thing right here. I didn't realize that a, a a president alone could make a decision to ban imports from oil from a country. I thought they would have to have a congressional approval. I mean, it's a pretty big deal there. So I, I was unaware that this, this was uh, – he could get by with uh, – what what, is this an executive order? Is this yeah. what this well, is? Well, he killed Keystone on an executive that's true. order. That's true. That's true. So, and um,
2: Trump slapped the tariffs on Chinese imports uh, during their kind of, you know, back and forth over maybe trade. the
1: Maybe the executive branch, i.e. the president, has a lot of leeway when it comes to international trade and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So constitutionally, I'm talking about. Now, uh, what you're talking about, though, Fred, is that, yes, Biden will uh, do the right thing by, and I think he has the support of, vast majority of americans on this after seeing what's happening it, if the if the if the idea is we're buying oil from russia that is how vladimir putin flaunt, funds his war machine to kill innocent people and invade and take over a mm-hmm. sovereign country a, a, a ukraine we don't want to be a part We, the united states people don't want to be a part of financially supporting that yes so We're, we're all, we're behind the decision that Biden is making here to cut off the oil. Right. Even if it means uh, our prices are going to go up even further. Now, here's what, (laughs) this is going to be a convenient move for Biden politically, potentially Mm -hmm. for this reason. Prices on gasoline were already going up. Yes. Okay. Okay. They were up forty percent before okay. Russia invaded Ukraine. Okay, and what ginsaki said yesterday, and here, here's 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 the political play that the that Biden and the Democrats are going to make on this. They're going to blame everything on the Russian uh, invasion. Sure. Of, so, you know what I'm saying? They're going to say, "Well, sorry, but uh, prices of gasoline are five or six dollars a gallon if it goes to that high, and it's all because of." Russia mm-hmm. invading Ukraine, not because of our war on the oil and gas industry, our being the Biden and the Democrats right. war on the oil. You see what I'm saying here? Yes. That's what they're going to do, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Well, she did that yesterday. Yeah. Right? And, and inflation. Infl- she's going to blame inflation They're going to blame inflation on this too. It's a convenient, uh, mm-hmm. straw man. Yes. yes. Right. That that, 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 that they're setting up here. Now, the other thing you were talking about earlier. So you're telling me Brad Jackson your, your integrity and credibility is on the line here, mm-hmm. right? You're telling me that we, we that we the United States are going to quit buying war oil, oil from Russia mm-hmm. and instead turn around and buy oil from Venezuela, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and Iran, yes. well, I'm, and Saudi Arabia. Well, we've already been buying war oil Saudi Arabia for right. decades now. Yep. So,
3: but in order for to get the Saudis to open up the spigot a little bit more, according to reports that we've been getting this morning that we've given back maybe already one of these Gitmo terrorists. Gotcha. Uh, yet the Venezuela stuff, I'm not sure what Venezuela is getting out of this. But remember, I think we reported, well, money. We reported yeah. yesterday yeah. that a delegation from the Biden administration was down visiting Venezuela over the weekend. So,
1: you know, we made some kind of deal with them. I'm not sure what. Yeah. Another thing here, and this is where I get in over my head on this, uh, but as I understand it, our, uh, we need to, we really need to get Brent uh, somebody on our radio program who understands the oil and gas industry. So write that down. But as as I understand it, broadly and generally, the uh, oil and gas industry here in the U.S. You again, you you can't turn uh, it's not like a light switch. You turn it off, on and off. You have to make plans. That's right. You have to invest money. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to uh, spend years oftentimes uh, d- developing how you're going to bring the oil and t- to market, right? hmm So if you know, if you're the uh, board of directors for some of these big major oil companies and your managers and you know that uh, that. Biden and the environmentalist uh, extremist i would call them are out to end your life (laughs) as a business Mm -hmm. then you you you, uh you make you try to you try to fight that and then you try to make plans to deal with that and you can't biden can't just say to american oil companies hey turn it on today hey wait a minute uh, we're done with this Russian crisis. Y'all need to turn your, turn yeah. everything. Right. Quit, quit doing everything because uh, we're we're burning. You're you're helping to destroy the planet with carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. Is that is I making making sense with that?
3: You you are making sense with that. Here's here's the issue, and maybe we could play this montage of mm-hmm. oil industry people. Yeah. Oh, we uh, have one. Yeah. We do. Yeah.
1: Right, who are we about to hear then? Do you have that, Brent?
2: It's various uh, oil company executives saying that Saki's claim that there are thousands of oil fields the industry could exploit is false. Clip six.
5: This represents a fundamental misunderstanding as to how this process works. First, you have to actually discover whether actually there is oil and gas in that land. The White House certainly doesn't have their facts straight on this.
4: That accusation is a complete red herring, and it's really a distraction from the fact that this administration has paused leasing on federal lands. These leases take many years to explore, to develop, and to produce on. Some permits are are viable and and some are not, um, but right now, Now, the moratorium on leasing certainly just adds an additional, just an additional block to American energy production. We need to stop the rhetoric that's anti-fossil fuel. um, And
1: we need some clarity kind of in the regulatory sense that this administration is behind
5: domestic production of energy.
1: Uh, One one thing, Fred, then. Okay, here's an example of what I'm talking about and what those, those were, those were, Leaders in the uh, oil and gas industry. mm -hmm. I don't know if we didn't identify them all, but they sound like they knew what they were talking about. Here's another example of what I'm talking about, though. When Biden came into office, the first thing he did was shut down the Keystone pipeline. Correct. Correct. Right. Okay. If you've spent billions of dollars, your company and so forth, investing Mm -hmm. and hiring people Mm -hmm. in the Keystone, is it oil pipeline? From Canada to the United States. Gas pipeline, yeah. yeah. Gas pipeline, gas pipeline. And then you know your whole project, all your investment depends on whether there's a Republican or a Democrat in the White House, and that may flip every four years. You're going to be really leery of going all in. Oh, yeah. Because you know what may happen. What may happen is... The Keystone Pipeline, for example. Now all those people are out of work. It's shut down. It's stopped. Why? Because Biden came into office and shut it down day one. That's right. So,
2: And some of those were, quote, good-paying union jobs that he wants yeah. to see more of in
1: America. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. The American people are going to have to reject mm-hmm. the uh, Green New Deal folks or accept it. If you believe that uh, carbon emissions are burning down the pi- planet, hmm but uh, then, and melting the Arctic, like uh, Al Gore said, it was going to happen. What 10, 15 years ago, he yeah. said we wouldn't have any polar ice caps. Right? right. We wouldn't have a polar ice. They, was, it, they make all these outlandish predictions which never come true to scare the devil out of people. Sure. How do you How do you get people? Number the number one reason you give people you get people to give up freedom and liberty is do what? Fear. You scare them to death. Yeah, Pan- it's the same way with the pandemic. Pandemic, yes. Yeah, the COVID. You yes. scare them to death. That's right. Same thing here. They're saying, they're saying, listen, science is uh, settled. Uh, it man-made global warming is going to lead to uh, the end of life as we know it on planet Earth, and if you don't stop driving your SUV, yeah, and the gas companies don't, and the gas and oil companies don't go out of business, then, uh, then say goodbye to
3: right. Yeah
1: life go ahead
3: yeah just one more thing because I, i've listened to jen sake's news conference for the last two days she keeps talking about these the oil companies she tries to blame it on the oil companies she says the oil companies have nine thousand leases that they could be exercising well number one uh the leases on federal lands have been shut down by the biden administration on federal lands all right that's since day one
1: mm. that's a what lot she, of land
3: what she's talking about is private a lease is not an oil well. Right. Let's be very clear on that. That's why one of the executives says it takes years. First, they got to go in and see if there's any oil or gas in that spot. They don't know that when right, they go in right, there. Right. They're they're leasing a couple of acres of land from Joe Smith. They don't know if there's any. They think there might be, but they don't know. Yeah. And yeah. so why would they go in and spend millions of dollars to see if there's something there that's viable right. for them when they, they they got a president who's declared war on fossil yeah. fuels. Yeah. So she's being very dishonest. Yeah. Go ahead, well,
2: Chris. It, I was just gonna say all this information about Biden and energy prices and oil, stuff like that, it comes after a lot of the people that work for President Biden went and had this big, you know, look at us and all the great things we're doing moment uh, this week where Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, for example, pushed electric vehicles as a way of avoiding high gas prices. Clip two. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Now I find this incredibly tone deaf because people are already paying higher prices for food, for clothing, for all kinds of things they need—not things they want, but things they need. Some people are driving around a paid-for fossil fuel-powered vehicle today, and they don't want to take on a car payment. They can't take on a you car know, payment. You
1: know how much an average—the average price is of a electric vehicle? It, yeah, like it depends 50, on the make. It's and model. like fifty. Well, yeah, that's why I say average. Mm-hmm. Fifty-eight grand. Yeah so i would I would imagine the average car the average non- uh, the traditional car would be I, I'm guessing the average probably thirty eight forty 38 40, something like that, but it's fifty eight thousand dollars for the electric vehicle. So you know, the other thing is to me is Biden is at war with the fossil fuel industry, the oil and gas industry here in America by war I mean trying to basically shut out, shut them down. Yeah, in the name of saving the planet, mm. right? Mm-hmm. All the while telling Saudi Arabia, "Can you pump more oil that yes. we can buy?" Yes, or OPEC. It doesn't make sense if you're going to if you're going to be committed. Now, what he would say, Biden would say, "Well, we're trying to transition, mm-hmm. right?" But it doesn't make sense to me to shut down America's <clears throat> ability to produce while you say. Yeah, while we're shutting you down, we're gonna we're gonna uh, give all our money instead to OPEC, and you said Iran or Venezuela or Russia, for example. We've been doing, and we'll we'll just pay them to burn up the planet. That's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what it sounds like. Absolutely, huh? the hypocrisy.
3: The other thing, Buttigieg talks about these where you go plug in your electric car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where does the energy come from? The electronic energy in those little. Uh, that would be re- a good
1: Trivia Friday question. Fred. Recharge station. Where, where does that come from, Fred?
3: It comes from the coal and the oil that's in our ground. No,
1: no. I'm trying to be a good citizen of the earth and plug my car in, Fred. Now you're telling me that I'm yeah. I'm actually getting that, that electricity from where? From oil and from coal generators. Hmm. Correct.
3: What? I
2: have the information right in front of me what, from the what federal information? government itself. It's from the Energy Information Administration, which is part of the Department of Energy. Uh, Our main source of electricity in these United States of America is natural gas. It provided 38% of the nation's electricity last year. Coal was second. Nuclear power provided about 19%. If you combined all the, and I'm using air quotes, renewables... Uh, 20% of the nation's electricity came from so-called renewables. That sounds like a lot, and it sounds like Biden and his side are winning. Think
1: about wind and yeah. sun and snail darters and that right. kind of thing? unicorn juice. Okay.
2: Wind provided about half of the renewable energy last year. Solar panels is so minuscule it's almost nonexistent, 2.8%. So all that yeah, to say I, fossil I think, fuels provide yeah, the I, nation's electricity.
1: Nationally, I think we get 10% or so from renewables. Boy, you count on that wind, can't you?
2: Well, when it's blowing, and see that's the interesting thing, California—they have blackouts all the time now, and and they tell people to cut their power on the weekend to conserve electricity. Okay. What are people in California going to do if yeah. more people start getting electric cars?
1: Yeah. All right. So, prediction here: we are at a record high. No, well, I don't know if it's a record; it ties a record. Uh, mm-hmm. Two thousand eight, where the average price price of a gas of gasoline was like four bucks and something. Mm-hmm. We're there now? Yes. Are you telling me this is going to go up to, what are you telling me, 5 Is that what they're saying? They're saying it could go up to $200 a barrel,
3: which is going to put us over 5 I nationally.
2: Would, I would say we'll see $7 average. No. In the not-too-distant no. future. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Because the issue in Russia will impact the market, and the speculators and other people that are looking to make a buck yeah. will drive up the price even further.
1: You better go buy shares in Moped producers the moped that's an, uh, I, I, mopeds aren't bad you can only ride one person on there <laughs> and they and they better be fairly lightweight right. i just said i've seen heavyweights on mopeds it's not a pretty sight we'll be back in a minute You know, most tours of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., don't include the spiritual heritage of our country, the Christian history of our nation, the people, the places, the events that God used to birth America. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. My friend, historian Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, goes with us on these tours. And he talks all along the way. He tells you about the people, the places, the events, and he does so from a Christian perspective. So you're invited to join us on one of these Spiritual Heritage Tours in June and September. We also go to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown on a separate tour if you want to do that as well. So for all the information, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. Again, simply the website, spiritualheritagetours.com.
0: Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers
5: biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. The atheists are out in force in Kirkland, Ohio. The Freedom From Religion Foundation filed a complaint on behalf of a citizen aggrieved over a post-game prayer at a high school football game. Coaches and players from two public schools, Kirtland and Ottawa, gathered on the 50-yard line during a playoff game last November. Kirtland is known as the city of faith and beauty, but the atheists say faith has no place in a public school setting. The Supreme Court will hear arguments involving another post-game prayer. Coach Joe Kennedy fired after he refused to stop praying at the end of football games at Bremerton High School, Washington State. Until then, it is legal to take a knee at a football game to protest America? But it's against the law to take a knee to pray. I would urge you to read my latest book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. It's available right now at your favorite bookstore and online at toddstearns.com. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revow your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. First Peter 3, 14 through 16.
0: American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, go to comments, to AFR, uh, excuse me, comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. Tim Wildman here with Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward, and we thank you for listening. Sandy Rios is Director of Governmental Affairs for us here at AFA, and she is also, that, that means she represents us in our nation's capital sandy does and has for a number of years she also hosts sandy reels in the morning many of you are fans of her program heard seven to eight o'clock central time uh each weekday morning here on american family radio sandy good morning
6: good morning tim how, how are, you? are you guys doing this morning we're we're doing well life's yeah. a gas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> without gasoline, as, long as we don't drive. It's gasless. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. As long as we don't drive. me eight hours good.
2: to walk here, but I yeah, yeah.
6: But otherwise, it's good.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Sandy, uh, do, do you do you have any? I know you've traveled a lot of places in the world. Have you ever been over to uh, Russia and Ukraine? That area.
6: I have uh, not Ukraine, but I spent three weeks in Moscow uh, in 1991. I was, um, uh, we, it was still part of the Soviet Union and, you know, so it was a big deal to be there. And we, uh, did a live broadcast, uh, out of Radio Moscow. So we used to go, I mean, literally Radio Moscow. I mean, I interviewed the head of English language programming for, uh, for, uh, the KGB, i I mean fascinating fascinating stuff i was there for two weeks i did i interviewed a ballerina she was my my uh translator Uh, i I, a russian neurologist yes that part of the world's very familiar to me i I, my i named my daughter sasha because i loved russian history so
1: so you were uh, uh, were you there uh when you were working at the station in chicago is sort of a Interchange of media or something? Uh, what was the what was the context of your business? You know,
6: actually, the interesting thing about this, Tim, this is uh, just a real, um, I don't want to make it even trivial by saying it this way, but this is a God thing, seriously. It's before I ever got into radio, other than I used to do a lot of voiceover. People would hire me to use my voice, you know. Right. This is Sandy Rios for Concerned Women of America, that kind of thing. Um, so I did a lot of that, but I was a singer. I traveled and sang. And this was, um, this is really personal, but it's really kind of a a wonderful story. I went through a divorce, and as a Christian singer at the time, uh, organizations and people didn't want you to be divorced, and I didn't want me to be divorced either. But I couldn't go around and talk about the reasons. I wouldn't do that. And so it was hard for me. I just decided, I did pray. I said, Lord, you know, I never really asked for this. You've been so good to me, my singing ministry— Uh, And really, if if I can't do it anymore, I'll just teach neighborhood Bible study. I just want to be faithful. And would you know, my phone started, rang, and it was um, a guy who did the news at Moody because I got my start in radio at Moody Moody Broadcasting. It was uh, somebody, people may remember, Sandy, this is Ted Seeley. And um, I was just wondering, and he tells me about a new radio station in Chicago, and they're looking for an afternoon host. I'd never done anything like that. I mean, who gets a call that, did you like to do a radio show? Nobody. Right. And lots of people would like to do a radio show. I get a call out of the blue. And that's how it started, Tim. And then they sent me to, uh, they sent me to uh, Russia before I ever had any experience in radio.
1: Did they tell you when they hired you we're sending you to Russia?
6: No, no, you know, actually I got it out of order because I <laughs> it just sounds, I would have gone like, I would have jumped, I would have leaped I know. for that leapt for that. No, I went to Russia before that gotcha. before that happened. Yeah.
1: Now now um, okay, so that was prior to the fall. Uh I'm trying to think. When was the I thought the fall of the Soviet Union was like eighty nine. 90. Well,
6: it was the beginning uh, of it. It didn't okay. really fall till 1991, the spring of 1991. Pretty sure I got this gotcha. right. Gotcha. Boris gotcha. Yeltsin was still running for president. And I remember the campaign posters. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it was, but glass notes, that, that whole concept of openness. Yes. Where people were actually beginning to speak up and, and right. talk for the first time in their lives. That was the mood. It was very interesting to be there during that time. I mean, then, I uh, could... T-
1: so you have some understanding, Fred, jump in here, Chris, if you want to, uh, with respect to, uh, of course the Soviet union f- collapsed, all those, uh, satellite countries that once belonged to the Soviet union became independent, some more than others, Ukraine more as we see, as we're seeing now. So Russia, um. Uh, was a country in and of itself. It was no longer the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so ostensibly, if that's the right word here, Sandy, they have elections in Russia to elect government officials, as we do here in the West. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know, how is it that Putin it has been He's been a, he's been the president of of Russia uh, for what two de- three dec two or three decades now. Fred, do you want well, to comment the, on that? He well, had well, Medved, right? Or yeah. Whatever there was did. a
3: period when he was out of office,
1: but he was still in power. Yes. Okay, so I, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, the, when we say, "Well, you can't blame the Russian people for what Putin is doing," okay, I understand that, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, Sandy, I'm going. But I, but no, these people voted for this mad madman.
6: Well, let me just say this, and then I want I'm eager to hear what Fred has to say okay, too. Okay, okay. Uh, I I would say we well, put it in their perspective. Putin was elected repeatedly in the same way Joe Biden was just elected in this country. Kind of same kind of elections where people messed with stuff. And so it was a sure outcome. It wasn't, um, I mean, it may be that, I, I, now when Putin was beating his chest and riding the horse without a shirt on and building his legacy, he was very popular. But I don't think he's, I don't think he's been popular for a while. But Fred, you, maybe you have some a perspective on that that I don't have.
3: You know, it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, even before uh, Russia invaded uh, Ukraine back a couple of weeks ago, I kind of got interested, and I've been on YouTube. There, there are people in Russia. Moscow looks really good and some of the other big cities, but you get outside of there and they live in poverty. You would not believe how your modern Russian lives if they're outside of these big cities. And so that is behind what you're seeing, these protests by Russians these people, thousands of them, are now being locked up because they're protesting this Ukraine. We've heard the stories of some of these really young soldiers who believed they were just on military exercises because that's what Putin told the world, remember, early on in February. Mm-hmm. A- and and some of them that have been captured said, I don't want to be here. <laughs> they're calling their mom, please, I want to come home. I mean, this so Putin does not have the country behind him. Putin dreams of the, having the old Soviet Union back. There are some of his henchmen who agree with him. But the Russian people, the Russian people overall okay. do not want this.
1: So what you're telling me when, I, when Tim says, talking in third person here, when Tim says, uh, <laughs> Bob well, Dole says. Yeah, yes, right. <laughs> Bob Dole used to do that all the time, right? He uh, says, wait a minute, the Russian people voted for Putin, therefore they're responsible, at least in part, for his decisions uh to go to war with ukraine you're telling me that sandy talked about this mm. a couple of minutes ago you're telling me that that's that there are no honest elections in russia it's it's all rigged is that what you're saying that's what i'm saying okay yes just like the old communist days mm-hmm. yes when they would say the whoever the communist leader is got 98 percent of the vote <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah.
2: saddam exactly. hussein uh, uh, yeah. one time yeah. got a unanimous vote in iraq yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Venezuela. Venezuela
6: has elections yeah. too. I know. You know, I mean, really, it's like, and now we understand, do we not? Yeah. I mean, we can see now that how important free and fair elections are. Right.
2: I did um, see an NPR story from July of 2020 that says Russian voters have overwhelmingly backed a referendum on constitutional changes that includes a provision allowing President Vladimir Putin who has already served for some two decades to remain in power until
1: 2036. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> like we all, well, it's hard to one.
6: know it to be, we should say that it's very hard to know what's true uh, mm. in Ukraine and in Russia. And as I've tried to explain it, my, one of my Russian expert friends lived in the Soviet union for a number of years, was married to a Russian woman. He speaks fluent Russian, but he says Chicago. And that's how I know him. And, um, He would say that when he got entangled with the KGB, he said they play like not just a double game, but sometimes a triple game. It's like a puzzle, and you're never quite sure. You're just not sure what's true and what isn't because they come in and out of that. And um, keep in mind that uh, Putin was the head of the KGB, the Russian KGB. So it's very hard to comprehend what's real and what isn't real but i think we could probably assume i just saw yesterday that something like i'm i think it was like 280 orthodox priests wrote a letter uh condemning what's happening and then didn't, didn't want the war and warning putin mm. and those that were fighting that this was that god would not Tell, hold I, you're, you're
1: talking about russian
6: orthodox priests russian orthodox yes okay
1: wow yes. um well the dissent is more open than you would out then uh, well they're they're being arrested those mm-hmm. dissenters they they they've passed a i say passed a law they've uh sp- the Putin's government has said anybody who criticizes our uh, decisions publicly are subject to arrest yeah I mean,
3: kind of what happened in Canada yes. uh, if you supported the truckers uh we're going to take your bank account. Right mm-hmm. Now, please don't dismiss where the thinking is in this part of the Authoritarianism. world.
1: Authoritarianism.
3: Authoritarianism. Do not dismiss yeah. that. What's going on with the January 6th folks, yes. there are a few bad actors, but there's over 700 people have now been charged mm-hmm. for simply showing up. That's all they did. Be aware of what our military has been told. We're going to seek out people who have political views that don't go along with Joe Biden. We're going to seek them out. And the said- ho- the Homeland Security memo that we've talked about a number of times here. Yeah. What Homeland Security considers a threat includes people oh, yeah. who,
1: who don't speak right no, about COVID. I've said this before. We've said this before. The left-wing uh, secular progressives I'm being redundant there, that many of them think, their thinking is that we talking about the deplorables across America, Hillary Clinton called us those who vote conservative and are Christian have believe in the constitution. Uh, uh we are the problem with progress yes. in America. Mm-hmm. And, and if they could, they can't yet. <laughs> and they can't now because there's too many of us. And also, the Constitution is still a problem for them. But if they could, they would wipe away the Constitution, aka Russia. Yes, Am i using AKA right, right there. Also, no. I think as... so, Russia, mm-hmm. or communism, dicta- dictatorship, and get rid of us, put us in camps, mm-hmm. or you can't, you couldn't round up hundred. Fifty million people and put them in a camp but or more than that but what you could do is you can make their life miserable oh sure and yes. that's that's what their intention would be yes uh you can't have a credit card unless you sign that's this right. uh you can't have a bank account uh can't travel you, you can't travel you can't buy anything if your name is on a blacklist can't get into school can't get a job yeah i mean that's the kind of thing they will mm-hmm. do if they can because uh they hate our gut so much sure. Ahead, There's Andy. already
2: kind of a precedent for that. Like, if I didn't sign up for selective service, I would have trouble. I would have had trouble going to school and getting a, a financial loan. Well, wait, here, like I'll that. give
1: you an example. of What they would like to do but, uh, on the on the New Green Deal, these folks would like to, if they could, they would implement a uh, let's say an environmental score rating, mm-hmm. so that you had to tell them uh, how much. How, how, how much you drove or how many get, how much, how many, how much carbon emission, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then they could say, well, you've used too much. Uh, are, are you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so therefore we're going to give you a score. Mm-hmm. And if you get below a certain amount, then you can't do the things that I mentioned earlier. For yes. example, bank or have a credit card or buy a house or whatever. So that's what they would like to do. These secular lefties, Two people like us, if they could—that's yes. part, part of what this war is over. This culture war is over in the, in the U.S. Uh, but, you've quoted what was a Bernie Sanders. Oh, is uh, it? Ber- yeah, Bernie Sanders. Now he wasn't a big player, but he was a Bernie Sanders campaign guy in uh, in Iowa during the during the during the uh, back during the Democrat primary, mm-hmm. and he said uh, it was a Project Veritas type interview. Mm-hmm. And he said that Trump voters need to be put in re-education camps. <laughs> yes. huh? And he wasn't kidding. No. He wasn't kidding. That So that's the thinking of these folks.
6: Well, yeah. Tim, they've yes. started some camps of this sort through the COVID thing. There's reportedly some in Washington. Washington uh, there, State, you mean? Yeah, Yes, Washington State. And there are other areas, too. I don't know how widespread, but, uh, you know, supposedly, you know, to help us to quarantine so that we can... Isolate those really sick people. Well when you call but
1: when you call people bad. a basket of deplorables. Yeah. That's when Hillary Clinton was talking about voters, yes. people who supported President Trump. Mm-hmm. When you call somebody a basket of deplorables, what do you do with deplorables? You see what I'm saying? Marginalize. You marginalize with the depl- this wasn't people I disagree with mm-hmm. or are or, or, or people I have policy differences with these she was saying people who support I didn't I think she said half of them or something like that she didn't say uh, everybody but uh, she said that a basket of deplorables well remember President Obama when he was running for office he said these are these people who support Republicans just they cling to their guns and their Bibles
6: bitter
2: right. clingers. Right. Didn't that what he
1: said? Right. Yes,
6: he said that. Okay.
1: And he said it in a way that was uh, dismissive or derogatory. In other words, these are stupid people
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: who
1: believe in the Bible.
3: and After believe in the he Bible.
2: ran on 2008 as a faithful person. But, but, ahead, I, but
3: I, I would say Biden cranked that up even more by saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The goal is to demonize your political enemies. And cancel them. Cancel them. Yes.
6: And actually, if I could jump in, yeah. uh, in his history of the world, uh, it even degenerates from there to dehumanizing. And then that's why they call policemen pigs. And they call the Jews, what well, do they call them? Swine. They call them, um, there are other names, the German Jews. Right, right. But they dehumanize them. And there was a, psycholo- a psychological reason for that, because if you dehumanize your enemies, it makes it easy to kill them. Yes, and so, yeah. don't don't do not think for a minute this is not oh, all planned out. Yeah, it's now. Just I'm a, waiting for. I'm waiting for an animal name. <laughs> I'm waiting for that.
1: Yes, yeah. you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, uh, Chris, and Sandy Rios joining us along those lines. I know. I know. Sometimes people think we're being sensational here on these talking about these kinds of things, but this is the thinking of the secular progressive left in this country and they're in line with socialism and communism to a large extent. i mean, authoritarianism in the, in, in, in their minds, they're doing good in quotations. That's my quotations. They would say they're doing good to get, to suppress or put down or get rid of people who are deplorables, you know, who are standing in the way of where they want to go, their utopia. Um, but I'll tell you how uh, this also works and it's, it's had uh, a minor tiny effect, but still it's, this is what these folks do. Uh, if you go to Google right now, for example, and you type in our ministry, American family association, well, our website comes up first, but right under that, let me see if I type it in Chris, if I'm still correct, going to Google, you go to Google, You type in American Family Association, or AFR, but you could type in American Family Association. What's the first thing that pops up? Isn't it our website? It is
2: afa.net. Yes, sir.
1: Okay, what's right under that?
2: Uh, The Southern Poverty Law Center's website uh, denouncing us.
1: Okay. So, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center is an illegitimate organization that's a left-wing fundraising organization. By illegitimate, I mean they're their pronouncements are not based on fairness, in a lot of cases on fact, and also it's very subjective, okay? But they make these uh, lists, the Southern Poverty Law Center. They do. They're based, and they call whoever they want to, based on their their decision, a hate group. Mm-hmm. So Google – they're you can't tell me the Southern Poverty Law Center is the second uh, uh, organization linked to us or pays attention to us, American Family Association. Mm-hmm. So what corporate, what people will do oftentimes is, especially the media, they'll say, American Family Association, comma, a hate group, sure. according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. It's happened uh, on
2: mainstream news sites. Comma. Mm-hmm.
1: See see how this works? Mm-hmm. And also, we've had companies, now, only a handful over the years, but still, it's, it kind of shakes you a little bit when this happens. Uh, they will. Companies will say, we're not doing business with you anymore. Stripe did this, the credit card processing mm-hmm. company out in California. They did this about two years ago. Discover Card did this right. to us. They cited the SPLC calling us a hate group and then said, we're not doing business with you because you're a hate group. Okay, now you don't get a chance to defend yourself right. and say, what do you mean a hate group? Who says? What are you basing that on? We're not asking for violence against anybody. We're just proclaiming the Bible. The Bible says homosexuality is a sin. Is saying that de facto hate? That, well, yes, according to the Southern Poverty Law sure. Center, it's uh, hey, uh, uh, uh What's Southern Poverty Law Center, too? I don't want to get too much into this. What they'll do, too, and this is what the left does all the time. Uh, to, uh, they'll, they'll take, uh, they're cherry pick. Okay. We got 40 plus years of ministry here. We've had thousands of people on our radio programs yeah. who've written things in our magazine. They'll go back through, through your history and they'll cherry pick something that maybe sounds a little crazy or outrageous, or maybe take it out of context, put it in a quote on their website, never take it down never st- and then use that to uh, as uh, to to give you a uh, you know how you have a credit card yeah. a credit score
2: yeah they give, give you a they give a
1: hate score yeah. and they they score us as a hate group i'm just saying that's an example of how the left this is where they want to go they want to cancel christian and conservative people and groups sure. based on our beliefs in the bible traditional bible teaching homosexuality has been uh condemned as a sinful behavior for 2000 years yes huh and that's just that's traditional christian teaching you can't even believe that according to these people or if you do you you're a hate group that's right or you're a hater you see it's an unfair thing to do but this is what they do on a regular regular basis and we're fighting back yeah. we're fighting back and, and other groups are fighting back too and I do believe the SPLC has lost a lot 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 if they have any credibility left at all but Sandy, the- you, you want to comment on that and then Fred
6: well the SPLC I need oxygen
1: very- <laughs> I've talked five minutes without pause go ahead <laughs> go ahead
6: the SPLC has been a very dangerous group yeah it's targeted a lot of my friends personally and and they've targeted me also they actually did a sketch of my face told it said where I lived and put me on a list of uh, 12 women we were supposed to be women against islam and so uh, it, and it was very dangerous during that time that's when there were fatwas out and I, and we lived in a high rise in DC and it was uh, actually they put us in danger so yeah i know all about the SPLC well I mean, look
1: look the uh, the guy who went into the uh, family research council yes yes and got in a shooting match, uh, shooting war with—not mm-hmm. a war, but you know what I'm saying. He tried to kill people.
3: Mm-hmm. He that got, was his
1: plan. He was caught. That was what ten years ago. He 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 was he he had a map on him of the FRC provided by the SPLC, the Southern Property Law Center. Now he was he was responsible mm-hmm. for his own actions, but he was motivated yes. by what he saw the SPLC put out. Also, the the uh, <clears throat> guy who tried to kill all the Republican congressmen at the uh, mm-hmm. baseball game, mm-hmm. baseball yes. practice, you remember that? Yes. Yes. Uh, he was also linked to the uh, S SBLC. Am I am I right about that? No. Uh, yeah, you are exactly yeah. right. And I and, and to bring it right up to date, he, too, let me just say this: he yeah. wasn't empo- he was not an employee. I did not no, mean to no, suggest no. that
6: mm-hmm.
1: to the SBLC, but he was. I, I remember he was like, as the FBI did. Research. I mean, he was SPLC was was a part of yeah. his uh, philosophy too. To bring it up to
3: date, now they're trying to demonize in law people who would counsel homosexuals yeah. or counsel young yeah. people. They're passing laws. Yeah, to say that's
1: hate. To say that's hate. Yeah, to counsel someone. Yeah. So the war rages here in our country for freedom and liberty and religious uh, religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Two the Constitution <clears throat> and uh, the secular left tries to cancel everybody they, they disagree with uh, which is what Bill Maher's talking about. He's a liberal but yeah. he, he's against the cancellation of of uh, conservatives. Thanks Sandy appreciate it very much.
6: you're very welcome. great to talk to you guys always
1: okay. right. we shall return okay. momentarily with more of today's issues after the news.